Welcome back to the Scoop and Score podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Herbert. Excited to talk some playoff football with you. Uh, for today's episode, we bought a or we brought a big brain onto uh, the show. Brody Anderson, what's going on? Uh, not much. I love, I love that hype. I'm, yeah, I'll keep coming back and keep talking nice about it. <laughs> well, we brought you on to a wild card uh, weekend. Uh, that... Uh, Oh, no, it was uh, recapping the uh, Week 17 games, and then I think talking about wildcard games. And uh, you were spitting some uh, real knowledge. I, I enjoyed it a lot. So uh, excited to have you back. Uh, excited to uh, talk some more football. Uh, but first, uh, if you would lo- enjoy the episode, remember to uh, like, subscribe, follow, share with friends, family, all that good stuff. Uh, and I mean, do you have anything else, Brody, before we start the show? No, no, I'm ready to roll. All right, let's get to it. Uh, a little bit of sports news uh, in the NFL. One, Philip Rivers is retiring. Uh, longtime Chargers, obviously played one year for the Colts. Uh, I'm sad. I'm, he's never been on uh, my favorite team, never been on your favorite team, Brody. Uh, but how do you feel about it? I don't like watching a league where Philip Rivers isn't uh, trash-talking the defense. Yeah, they, you know, they gum it. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I yeah, I, I like I like Rivers. Never had anything against Rivers. He's entertaining. Um, I think he, you know he's one of those guys that probably I don't know if squandered is the right word because you know back in the early you know mid two thousands when he really had great team, Chargers teams. Um, you know he also had uh, you know Roethlisberger and the Steelers and obviously Brady and the Patriots and that was still kind of Manning and the Colts. So I wouldn't say he squandered his chance for a Super Bowl, but that was kind of his best chance. And then later on, he kind of had some crummy Chargers teams. But um, yeah, really, really like Philip Rivers, um, Hall of Famer, Jacob. I think so. I, I agree. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer. Um, I, I was listening to a show today that said, you know, kind of one of those maybe not like you know your surefire first ballot, but. Um, I think Hall of Famer. Yeah, he might, uh, if uh, Drew Brees does retire, he hasn't announced yet. Uh, I mean, he's not going to be like in the same induction as Drew Brees. Drew Brees is obviously a first ballot. But, I mean, Philip Rivers is like top five in every passing category. Not his fault that he's a charger and had to go against Manning or Brady or Big Ben or any of the other teams. Um, I mean, AFC stacked. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think he's for sure a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Uh, also some news, Dan Campbell is uh, set to be head coach for the Detroit Lions. Is that is that confirmed? Yes. Okay. I believe, I believe so. Uh, assistant in uh, New Orleans. I think he was an assistant coach and then also the tight ends coach. Uh, also was a tight ends coach in uh, at the Dolphins, I believe. Uh, yeah. But what do you think about the hire? Um, I think not knowing anything about the guy, uh, other than he's, I, all I know about him is that he's pretty intense and he's kind of, uh, I guess kind of off the Parcells coaching tree. So that kind of tells you a little bit about what he's like. Um, but other than that, not, not knowing much else about him, um, I'd say, I mean, it seems kind of like a lion's hire. I don't get it. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, I definitely feel that. Uh, I did have to look him up to see, like, where he came from and stuff. Uh, also saw that he was on the 0-16 Lions in, like, 2008, so... <laughs> Not great, uh, but it feels it feels like uh, Lions maybe going for a Mike Vrabel thing. Get a, a passionate guy, former player. Um, I don't know. What do, what are your thoughts? Maybe because uh, it feels like Matt Patricia maybe lost the locker room, so maybe they're getting a guy that could rejuvenize the locker room. I don't know. I think that's a fair point for him. I think uh, I so I was having this debate with someone earlier this year and I've obviously been proven wrong in this year's round of coaching hires. I just don't see in today's NFL how your head coach cannot be your offensive guy. Yeah. Because you know, if all out, you know, let's say, because I think obviously the Lions will go as I think Dan Campbell, even though he's kind of an offensive guy, you kind of I think Rabel might be a good comparison. He's more of just like a you know culture setter, you know morale kind of guy. Whereas he obviously has to have a home run hire as his offensive coordinator. I haven't heard any news on that front. Yeah. But let's you know let's hypothetically say that he does, and he does hit a home run for his offensive coordinator. That offensive coordinator is just going to get hired away as a head coach. True. And then all of a sudden, your offense is kind of has to reset. So, I, you know, if, if I was a GM of an NFL team, there's no way I wouldn't go offense for my head coach. Which is crazy because Eric the Enemy is still available, and so is like Josh McDick. Uh, the Titans' offense coordinator is still available. Bills' offense coordinator. These guys are like prime head coaching things, and yeah. they're not getting taken. I heard Arthur Smith from the Titans um, is confirmed with the Falcons. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. And then um, I don't think he'll leave because I think the way that McDaniels spurned Indiana, which is a much better job, mm-hmm. um, there's got to be something set there for him to be coaching waiting for Belichick. I just I can't see him ripping away from Indy the way he did if the Patriots didn't come back with some sort of offer. But I heard. I also heard today that McDaniel's was meeting with the Eagles. So who Ooh, knows? That, that's an interesting one. Uh, considering, like, uh, maybe they are actually trying to keep Carson Wentz. So maybe that's not too bad of a hire for them. I think this. I think they have to roll with Wentz for one more year, just for contract obligations. I think if they if they trade him. Or release, I, they can't release him. Yeah. But the, it would it would cost them so much dead money against the cap. They're better off keeping him and riding the bench. True, true. I mean, the, I think the only team that they could trade him to is the Indianapolis Colts, and I, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of a wild card right now because I'm I'm not sure where they're at on for set, but. If they're if they can get away from that money because they they like Colts owed like by far the biggest cap hits to their quarterbacks last year because they paid they gave Brissett an extension and then when Rivers became a free agent they kind of went all in on him I think they paid Brissett like ten or twelve million dollars to be the backup last year yeah they're paying uh, Deshaun Watson money for two quarterbacks yeah exactly yeah I. 
I, I don't get it, but um, yeah, I, I'm very interested to see about the Eagles. And then uh, Dalton Grove said that the char or the Bills' offensive coordinator is going to be the head coach for the Chargers. So, what do you think about that hire? If they I, do it, I think that's a great hire because I think one, it just it kind of backs up my my last point about offensive minded, and obviously he's a good one. Um, you know, he had a couple of years at Alabama with Saban. He um, has done wonders with Josh Allen and the Bills. And I think that the, the obviously the assumption there would be that he could do the same thing with Justin Herbert. So I think if if they if they can lock down on, on Dable, then I think that's a home run for the Chargers. Okay. Well, you heard heard it here, guys. Uh, Dan Campbell is a Detroit hire. That's. That's basically the gist of this one. Uh, also, some big news. Uh, Deshaun Watson apparently has played his last snaps in Houston. Uh, according to multiple people in the building, um, obviously he had uh, some problems with the front office, saying that uh, he wanted to be involved with the GM hiring. They hire a guy from Patriots. Um, and then with the head coaching position, uh, he wanted to interview Eric the Enemy from the Chiefs, offense coordinator. And they were the only team, like, that had a head coaching job availability that didn't didn't uh, interview him for the longest time. I think they finally brought him in for an interview. But uh, what's kind of your thoughts about the Deshaun Watson um, drama? Well, yeah, I mean, I think Deshaun has some fair point. Like he said, the, the, the enemy thing, like the whole time, as soon as they fired Bill O'Brien, I said, like, oh, they have to be enemy. Like, like there's one option. And it's him. Like, he, what he's done with Mahomes, did he? Like, you would think that they would want everything they could do to match him up with Watson. Mm-hmm. But I think there's some fairness to what Deshaun Watson wants. And if you're paying a guy $40 million, like, he is your cornerstone. Like, he is your franchise. However, you know, I kind of have to take a step back and be like, who... Who gets to hire their boss? Yeah. You know, nobody. <laughs> That's a fair point. So, like, I think... I don't know. I mean... I, I've heard... some. I saw something, I think it was from Schefter, that said that in the last few days with the Sean Watson turmoil, they said Houston went from the least desirable opening to now becoming probably the worst job in the NFL. Yeah, I could see that. I didn't even really think about it, like, who who gets to hire their own boss. That's a really good point. My my perspective was, like, uh, Texans um, business guys could just, like, listen to him. Just, like, have him in a meeting, listen to him, and, like, he doesn't have to be the deciding factor. He didn't request to be the deciding factor. He just wanted to put in his input, and then they didn't even do that. So, I mean, like, it, it probably is the least desirable one now, because your star is um, is uh, not wanting to be there. Uh, you got a or JJ Watt's probably going to get released. You have no draft capital um, with all the trades you made. So yeah, I don't. I wouldn't want to be head coach there. No, I wouldn't either. But I mean, with some of the dominoes are falling now, it's still. I mean. The enemy's still out there. 
I wonder if he has something like set up and he's not going to make an announcement till like Kansas City is uh, once the postseason's done. Yeah, see, I had heard that kind of. I had heard kind of the same thing about Brian Dable mm. that he w- he wanted to focus on the Bills, and you know, for all I know, I mean, you know, for all I know, the contract signed with the Chargers, and they're just giving him the respect of saying, uh, "Yeah, we'll wait." You know, we know that we've got you. We'll wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, keep that outside press or like outside distraction outside the locker room while they're trying to make a run. I get that. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I would have thought. I mean, the Texans, you like you said, they don't have the draft capital. They have been unhappy to Sean Watson. They don't have a lot of talent. The like the pro football focus, like the top five quarterbacks in the league this year by their standards, were. Mm-hmm. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, Allen, and Watson. And of those five, you have the four quarterbacks in the championship games and Deshaun Watson who went 4 12. So, like, obviously something is wrong in Houston. <laughs> that is a fair point. I, I didn't know that. That's funny as shit. That poor guy. Yeah. Uh, some other news, uh, Mark Ingram released from Baltimore, spent two seasons there, uh, had a really good first season, um, and then got hurt right before the playoff run, uh, and then obviously this season, uh, had a good start, and then I, uh, J.K. Dobbins took over his role, uh, I mean, is this like a sign that Mark Ingram's done, do they just not, because I think he had like five million, it cuts like five million in cap, so it makes sense to cut him. Especially if you got uh, Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins still in the backfield, uh, but what what do you think about the releasing? And then also, like, where do you see Mark Ingram? Um, as far as him being released, I think that this was a pretty clear sign when they drafted Dobbins mm-hmm. that when they could get away from Ingram's money, they were going to do that. So, not surprised one bit by the release. Um, Still seems like a player who has some left in the bank. I think I I don't I couldn't estimate his landing spot. Um, other than saying I don't see him. I think he'll sign with a contender mm-hmm. and kind of take that lesser role like he's had in Baltimore. Try to win. Yeah, I, I feel you. Um, kind of maybe like a Leonard Fournette. Um, because I think Ronald Jones and him basically split carries, so maybe something like that where. Uh, who's going to be good. Uh, maybe he goes to uh, Buffalo or something like that. Split carries with uh, Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Yeah, he could. I, I don't know if I see that one just because like, they have the two young guys already. And, you know, maybe they do sign in, though, because the Bills don't have a run game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe those two guys kind of need uh, a cheap, if they can get him cheap, get a a veteran presence in the locker room for those two guys. Yeah, that, that's fair. But yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, first re- or first veteran released, probably a lot more coming with uh, the cap space not rising at all this year uh, due to COVID-related things, not having enough, uh, um, what word am I trying to say, profit to raise the cap. Um, yeah. But yeah, probably a lot of uh, veteran guys getting cut, including like J.J. Watt, um, others. Uh, and then also, last piece of news before we uh, get to the divisional round recap, uh, Lions GM says that he doesn't know a plan for Stafford yet. 
Uh, not great if you're Stafford to hear that because you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, what do you think the Lions are going to do with Stafford? They just hired their head, new head coach. Um, Stafford still has two years on a deal. Pretty um, pretty big money still left. Um I mean, is he Indianapolis bound? Uh, is he going to get released and just go into the free agent market? Uh, are they going to keep him? What's kind of your thoughts, Brody? Um, I, th- I think for, for Stafford's sake, I, I love Matt Stafford. I, he's been one of my favorite backs since he came into the league. Mm-hmm. Um, for his sake, I hope they trade him. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really I would like to see him have a chance to win, and he obviously is not going to have that in Detroit. Um, but I, they can't release him. They have he's he's bad. He has so much value. I mean, they'll, it, it's a trade. I most likely they'll keep him. Mm-hmm. But um, he, I mean, he's if they trade him, I mean, he definitely. I mean, he's probably worth a he's worth a first, maybe a couple firsts, just because if you get a. You know, if you're if you're a contender, it's a you know if you're a quarterback away. Like I think personally, I think a really good landing spot for him would be Denver. Okay. Uh, Denver has you know they have Melvin Gordon, Phil Lindsay. They have a really good young wide receiving core with Sutton and Judy and Hamler. No offense at tight end. I mean, Denver to me is a team who is a quarterback away. I could and see that. Um, I would, I, I would like to see Stafford have a chance somewhere like there. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I, if I'm, I think Detroit probably keeps him for at least another year. You have to see how it goes with Campbell. That's disappointing. Cause I, I'm with you. I do like Matthew Stafford. I do think he's maybe the most underrated quarterback in the league, uh, just cause he's not winning games. Um, that he never gets the talent around him. Obviously, uh, Galladay's really good, but other than that, I don't. And I guess they just got Swift too. But uh, yeah, uh, hey, that solve uh, Denver's quarterback things though. If they trade for him, at least they're not wasting uh, draft picks on quarterbacks that they play for a year and then quit on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have any other news that you want to get to? Um, nothing I can think of right now. All right, let's get to a uh, divisional round recap. Uh, first game off, we had a Saturday Packers beat the Rams 32 to 18. Uh, 18, sorry. Uh, Packers seemed in control at all times. Uh, I mean, Rodgers and this offense look unstoppable. Devonte Adams even had Jalen Ramsey on him, uh, and, and it was a really good defense. Rams uh, played pretty good. It's just Packers are playing phenomenal right now, and I do you see? Packers losing, or at least like getting blown out at all with uh, how Rodgers is playing and Devonta Adams, Aaron Jones, and Matt Lafleur is doing a really good job coaching. What's kind of your thoughts, Brody? Um, I yeah, I don't. Green Bay that game. I mean, it was thirty-two eighteen, and I don't think it was even that close. Um, and I, I think that well, the Packers could have probably punched in one more touchdown, but they just ran off the clock. Um. Yeah, Rodgers looks good, and he's in, you know, he's he finally has a, he's in an offense that is, like, complex, but he's so good, he's he's so in charge of what he's doing right now. I don't, I mean, especially having a second year with the floor, um, yeah, I think, 
Green Bay is definitely coming out of the NFC. Um, I just, yeah, I don't see anything stopping Rodgers right now. With the, I mean, Devontae Adams is so good, and you know that they're good running backs, and Lazard's healthy now. Mm. They have a good, they have a good number two. Um, MBS is a big play guy. The the Packers just looked sharp on Saturday, and LA did not. Um, I think the defense they they were the Green Bay scheme was worked so well against that defense. Um, It's hard to say much else than that. (laughs) Green Bay just like you said, they were in total control game. Yeah, and. I'm pretty sure anyone listening to this probably knows that uh, Packers are really good, guys. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about L.A. They go into the offseason uncertain about Goff. I'm pretty sure even Sean McVay said like he doesn't know what to do with Goff right now. They're going to like evaluate the quarterback situation. Um, makes sense to say it, uh, considering he almost benched, or he did bench Goff in the wild card uh, week. But uh, what do you think the Rams should do this offseason? You're obviously a fan of the Rams, so what's kind of your thoughts? Um, yeah, I was I was disappointed to see. Um, oh well, I guess I was just about to see, I was disappointed to see Brandon Staley go away, which comes back to our, one of the things we were just talking about. Uh, Brandon Staley got hired as the Chargers head coach, so Dable's not going to be leaving in Buffalo for them. Oh shit! I didn't know that. I, I totally, I totally forgot about that one. The Chargers have, they have confirmed high, uh, Brandon Bailey from the Rams defensive coordinator. So I was disappointed to see him get pulled away, um, because obviously we had the number one defense under him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Rams are in a tough spot right now because they are pretty cap strapped. Um, we again do not have. A first round pick. <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe. Uh, I believe Jacksonville owns that pick right now. Yep. Um, for Kalen Ramsey. Um, which I'm, okay, I'm still okay with that. I mean, Ramsey's so good. He's like one of those guys that I look at when we made that trade. Like, oh, you're telling me where we were likely going to draft that we're going to find a player like Jalen Ramsey? No. So I'm. I'm I'm still okay with with that trade and not having the pick right now, but I think the biggest question, obviously, you touched on get off quarterback position. I just one quote I saw said that they said McVay and Goff's relationship needs quote unquote marriage counseling. <laughs> it's it's not quite dead yet, but I don't know. It needs work. Yeah, I don't know what Goff needs. I mean, I, I, I think I've mentioned it before that when Goff is a player that when everything, when the blocking sets up right and he can stand up in the pocket, I think he's got the arm to compete with any quarterback in the league. But when it breaks down, he is, you know, like a chicken with his head cut off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I think for Jared Goff, the Rams are committed to him. I think they're in a tough spot, kind of like the Eagles are with Wentz. They're, they're locked into the money, so they can't really do anything with it other than he's going to get another year for sure to, to make it work. And then I think if it if 
if Goff's the problem again next year, then I think next offseason there's some there's some more serious conversations about how to how to move on. Hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm uncertain of Goff of whether he can. I mean, he did lead a team to a Super Bowl, but was it really him or was it they system along with a really good defense? Who who's to say? Yeah, I think I think the year they went to the year they went to the Super Bowl, Goff played well, but we had the number one offensive line in the league that year. That helps. We had Todd Gurley was yep. still um, playing very well, um, and I, and you know we did have we did have Wade Phillips in his defense, um, which which is what carried us through the playoffs. And, because I think, if I'm not mistaken, that year that they went to the Super Bowl, they they had to buy, and then they played Dallas, and then the Saints, which was the NFC Championship game with the um, phantom you know, interference that everybody knows about. So yeah, I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than I'd love to see Goff take this next year and succeed. But there's some other times, too, that I look at what the Rams are doing and I say, you know, like, what is Sean McVay doing? Like, I think there's some times that it, his play calling is a little questionable to me, mm-hmm. whereas I think there are times that I, we feel overcommitted to the run. Um. So I don't, I don't know. I think there's some a lot of there's a lot of question marks in LA. A lot of them, most of them are out golf, but you know I think there's some some fair criticisms to go somewhere else to. All right, I like that answer. Uh, next game up, we have the Bills stomp the Ravens 17 to three. Josh Allen headed to the biggest game of his career thus far. Uh, Ravens lost Jackson to a concussion, but offense didn't look good with or without him. Um, I mean, what what was kind of your thoughts on this game? It was it was a weird game. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, and the Bills get their uh, get the win, get to go to the AFC Championship game. I, I honestly thought Baltimore was going to win this. I thought they were hot. Their defense played good uh, last game. Uh, Lamar Jackson was looking good as like a thrower, uh, and obviously was using his legs a lot more than he did um, when they had the rough patch during the season. Uh, What's kind of your thoughts on the two teams? Um, I think going into the game, I, I bet Buffalo. I felt pretty good about Buffalo. Um, I think what we learned about Buffalo is that um, I think their defense has been getting progressively better. I think the first five or six weeks of the season, which is kind of surprising about Buffalo from last year, is their defense was kind of a liability. Yeah. And I think obviously they showed that, you know, they're still there. Um, they played defense. Buffalo's defense played very well. I think that on paper, Buffalo secondary that can I don't I don't want to say keep up with Kansas City because Kansas City's weapons are so good. Yeah. But I think that I think that there's I mean Buffalo has a legit shot like this weekend. Um, their defense looked good. Um, you know, Allen looks good. Diggs is, is going to get his. So, um, I don't know. I thought I just thought Buffalo looked sharp. I mean, 
even though even only scoring 17 points, I think Buffalo looked sharp. Um, but I think the de- the defense looked really good and showed that when when the lights are on, they're still there. So yeah, uh, yeah. I'm excited to uh, watch the Bills. It's been a while since uh, Bills have been in this. Uh kind of thing hopefully bill's mafia shows out hopefully kansas city allows them in um but it it does seem like with the ravens that anytime they face like a fast defense uh last year it was tennessee they had really fast linebackers and then with uh, the bills they're like they can get up and down side to side uh very quickly it seems like that's kind of their kryptonite and maybe bills figured it out uh what kind of tennessee did last year to be able to beat them um, what what should the Ravens focus on um, besides maybe getting Lamar Jackson a couple weapons uh, this offseason? I think that, that was that was exactly what I was going to say is where their focus should be. Um, the, this year's Ravens going on the off kind of reminds me a little bit of Buffalo into the last year's offseason. Mm-hmm. You know, they were their offense started to look good under Allen, but they weren't quite there yet. And Buffalo went and got him dicks. Yeah. Um, if I'm Baltimore, um, I don't do it. I don't try to do it in the draft because um, they'll be picking, you know, somewhere in the mid twenties. Um, if I'm Buffalo or not Buffalo, excuse me, Baltimore, I, I make a move. I go. I I offer a trade, um, and even if you have to include that first round pick, I wouldn't hesitate to do it. You got to go get Lamar Jackson, a true number one. <laughs> All right. I, I, when I say that, I say that I don't, I don't, want, I don't know who's available. Like everyone kind of knew last year that Diggs was going to be available, um, but I, they have to, they have to go get him a number one. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, for sure. It is kind of like a Allen situation where uh, he can be playing the best of his ability, but when his number one's John Brown, uh, that can only take you so far. Same with uh, Lamar Jackson. When you can only throw to Mark Andrews or uh, like maybe three or four times a game Marquise Brown, that's definitely going to limit your offense. Uh, but congrats to the Bills. Let's move on to Sunday slate of games. Uh, Kansas City survives, beat the Browns 22-17. to uh, Patrick Mahomes left the game in the third quarter, I believe, uh, to concussion. But Chad Henney uh, came out and held off the Browns. Uh, I mean, Browns looked like they had a legit shot. Uh, even before Patrick Mahomes went down, it looked like they were uh, actually doing something on offense. Uh, they got the run game going. Uh, what's kind of your thought about the game, these two teams? What if Patrick Mahomes doesn't play next week? Uh, give me some information, Brody. Um, and we'll start with the, the, the Browns. Um, they did. I, I agree. I thought the Browns looked pretty good. I think the Browns have to feel very good about going into the offseason. Um, I mean, there's some uncertainties about Odell Beckham coming back, but... Mm-hmm. I think that they, you know, they might be someone. Everything I've heard about uh, Cleveland is that they're kind of just missing that piece that can kind of take the top off the defense. You know, they do have pretty good tight ends. They have a couple solid receivers with Landry and like I think Donovan Peoples Jones is going to end up being a pretty good player. Mm-hmm. But Higgins, but you know they're. They're not really number ones, not even Landry to me. So if they can get Beckham back in and have him be a full, you know, a full buy into their offense, 
I think there's a possibility that Cleveland could be really, really dangerous next year. Um, but I think um, I don't think I don't think Cleveland has a lot of questions going into the off season. Um, but Kansas City wise, uh, you know they uh, Mahomes was pretty sharp when he was in there, and before he went out, I think they were either scored or were in a position to score every time that Mahomes touched the ball. But um, obviously with him going out, and everything I'm hearing is pointing toward him playing on Sunday. Okay. Um, and if, if they don't, obviously, then that puts a lot more interest in the Bills. But uh, I think Mahomes will be a go. Um, I think Kansas City Kansas City's going to be tough to beat um, at home a championship game. Um, and obviously, the Chiefs don't have any any real question marks. So um, I don't know. I think, but that's the thing is that like, yeah, Mahomes seemed to control the game, but when he did go out, I think a lot of people are missing the point. The fact that I think Cleveland took the ball with you know six or seven minutes left in the game, and if they had put together a touchdown drive, they were going to be ahead, and all the pressure on Chad Henney to go down and lead a scoring drive, which I don't know if he could have done. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, yeah, those are some good points. And uh, uh, one in particular, uh, I hope OBJ does not come back to the Browns because Baker Mayfield's playing a hell of a lot better uh, without him. I think, like, I really like Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think he's a good player. Um, I feel like the the conception about him was that he wasn't a leader, so he was trying to be such a leader, and he had OBJ in his ear. He's like, yeah, I'll get you the ball, and then he started forcing it, and, I mean, obviously he wasn't playing very well uh, with OBJ, but since since then, he's, he's played great. Um, you think Baker Mayfield's a franchise QB? I do. I, love, I like Baker a lot, I think, and I think Baker answered a lot of those questions in the playoffs, I think. Um, you know, the Pittsburgh game, you can say it was kind of, it wasn't handed to him, but it was set up pretty well for him. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you still have to consider that he was on the road in Pittsburgh, and he did close out those drives. I mean, Bakers and the offense scored 48 points. So, um, I think I think Baker answered a lot of questions for a lot of people in playoffs, I even in the loss of the Chiefs, I think he answered some questions. So I I think Cleveland's in great shape with Baker Mayfield. Love to hear it. And plus, if they can keep, uh, I think Chubb and Hunt are still under contract. Uh, Landry's probably coming back. I, I like to uh, think that's that's going to be an offense that's good for a while. Um, yeah. But yeah, think, with their commitment to the running game, I think they're they're going to be pretty safe. Um, Pretty safe bet next year, I think, to be back in the playoffs. Yeah, and Kevin Stefanski's done a great job uh, with the game plans that they use uh, throughout the season. So, as long as he's there, uh, I feel pretty good about the Brownies. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, and then last game in the divisional round, uh, Buccaneers get revenge, knock off the Saints 30-20. to uh, T- Tampa Bay lost both the regular season games to New Orleans. Uh, but Brady and the defense kind of rose up, uh, forced Drew Brees to throw three interceptions. Uh, with the weapons and the defense playing the way it is, Brody, uh, what does it take to beat the Bucks? Um, don't turn the ball over and give, give Brady like field position on the 40-yard line every time. Um, True. <laughs> I, think, 
I think what you saw from the Saints on Sunday was a pretty, to me, a pretty clear end to Drew Brees' career. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just, and then just kind of his body language through the end, towards the end of the game, and then uh, obviously the stuff we saw come out after the game, um, and then supposedly in the pregame, Jay Glazer had already reported that he would retire after the year. So, and I, I think what we saw was pretty clearly his last game. He, I don't, he just doesn't have it. And he supposedly had, like, had more injury than he possibly played all year with, like, a torn rotator cuff. Yeah, didn't, so, didn't his wife come out, like, on Instagram listing, like, all the injuries he played yeah. through? So I think with that, I just, I don't, I don't freeze doing the rehab one more time. To come back and still have a couple question marks about his arm. Um, I think I think Breeze is done, and I think um, which I think for the Saints, I don't know where they go with that. I don't know if that means is this Taysom Hill's team now? Is this Jameis Winston's team now? Um, I don't know. I don't know where where that goes. I. If I'm the Saints, I go with Winston. I just don't. I don't buy into what Jason Hill is, especially being the full-time guy. Um, but I think the Saints have, are going to have a lot of. And I, I think I've also that the Saints are going to be way over the cap. Yeah. So they, I think you're going to see some uh, some releases from the Saints that you would probably have thought, oh, why are they getting rid of that one? It's going to be all cap. Okay. Uh, yeah, I do agree that uh, Drew Brees should retire. Uh, he's had such an amazing career that just putting his body through it and uh, kind of seeing what he's become in year whatever it is now, uh, it's kind of just, I, I don't want to say sad, but disappointing probably. Um, I want to see Jameis Winston go to the Steelers. I mean, it probably won't happen, but that's my dream. I want to see him air it out to Claypool and Deontay Johnson and stuff, really open up that offense. Uh, but, yeah, it is going to be a question mark what Sean Payton does do because Winston got to go into the game, in, uh, in this game, and uh, he threw a 56-yard touchdown to uh, Traquan Smith. I think Taysom Hill was actually inactive for this game. So maybe that's a sign? Yeah, I, I think. And I, but I think... Just that Winston touchdown, I think, is another good point about the game. That they won 30-20, and they picked up seven points on that gimmick play with Winston. So really, I mean, obviously those points count, but mm-hmm. it, really it was almost like it was 30-13 to 13 with Breeze in the game. Yeah, so, and plus like three points basically came off of a, uh, or came from a really good punt return where Drew Brees didn't have to do anything either. Yep, you're you're right about that. So, I think, um, I mean, Tampa's defense looked pretty good, but I think that was, again, one of those things that, I mean, you just kind of saw broken Drew Brees out there trying to fight through it. And the turnovers that Tampa up in a position to score every single time they touch the ball. So, and I think, you know, I don't have to tell anybody that Aaron Rodgers isn't going to do that. True. Yeah, Tampa Bay did play a very good defense against Drew Brees. Obviously, 
uh, besides like all the other playmakers on there, uh, we haven't talked about Devin White a lot on this podcast. Ah, uh, dude's a stud. Yeah, he is. I'm excited to see what happens with him uh, going more into his career. Uh, but if you don't have anything else with the recaps, uh, should we get to uh, the preview for conference championship? Yeah, let's jump in. All right. Well, in the NFC, we got old versus old. And then in the AFC, we got young versus young. What do you want to start with? Um, Tampa and Green Bay's first. Let's go there. All right. Uh Basically, Green Bay Packers going against Bucks going to be played in Green Bay. Uh, Bucks have a lot of playmakers on defense, as we just said. But Aaron Rodgers is he, let's just say he is the MVP this year. Uh, what's going to happen in the game, Brody? Can uh, Packers do anything to stop Brady and his weapons? Uh, can Rodgers uh, play the phenomenal football he's been playing and uh, take his team to the Super Bowl? What's your thoughts? Um. Yes, I think is the answer to the last question there. Um, I I think Green Bay's defense is playing well. They're they seem a little underrated, but they're 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 playing very well. Um, I think obviously, like I mentioned, Green Aaron Rodgers isn't going to turn the ball over and set up Tampa the way New Orleans did. I I feel pretty safe. And on Green Bay for this, I, I just I don't see with the way Rodgers is playing with that offense. I think the what they did to the, just do to the Rams defense, which is better than Tampa's, and the Rams have a good secondary. They have Jalen Ramsey. Tampa doesn't have one of those, mm-hmm. um, and Devontae Adams still took advantage of them. So I I feel pretty safe on on Green Bay advancing to the Super Bowl here, and. You know, if I'm going to call my shot and be quite honest, I don't, I don't, I think Green Bay has a chance to run with this one. I don't, I don't see it being particularly that close. Wow, you are doubting Tom Brady in the playoffs. I'm not doubting Tom Brady. I'm that high on what Rodgers is doing right now. All right, that's fair enough. All right, so uh, Brody thinks uh, Green Bay and the Packers are going to roll in this one. Uh, I mean, it's hard to uh, disagree with you when the Packers are looking the way they are. Uh, I mean, basically the only argument I can come with is that Tom Brady's in the playoffs. And, I mean, that, that one's just a that's a basic argument, so I'm not even going to make it. But uh, And then the, also the other game, we've got Chiefs versus Bills, uh, two young guns, uh, probably going to be in the AFC Championship quite a few times. Uh, does I mean, let's uh, just assume that Patrick Mahomes is playing. Uh, do Bills have enough on defense to uh, kind of make them uh, struggle a little bit? Do uh, Kansas City have enough to make Josh Allen feel uncomfortable? Uh, my kind of thoughts on this game is that Josh Allen probably going to make more mistakes than Patrick Mahomes, and that's going to be what decides the game. Am I right in that? I think that's a pretty uh, pretty fair uh, statement there. I think, it, yeah, I mean, I want to say ahead of time, just like kind of what you said, I'm going to say everything I'm about to say, assuming Mahomes is playing. I think I, I think he will play. All the, all the news pointing to him playing, but... Um, Obviously, this changes. It changes everything. Um, I mean, I'll just say right now: if, if Mahomes doesn't play and hang the guy, I'm on the Bills. Um, 
I think that they can get after him and his lack of experience. I mean, he's a 13-year vet, but still a lack of experience, especially in the postseason, especially against premium teams like the Bills. Um, I think the Bills can take care of business if Mahomes doesn't play. Now, assuming Mahomes plays, um, I think that, like what you said, Mahomes isn't going to make the mistakes. Um, but I do think the Bills have enough firepower to make things very interesting. Um, I think that the Bills on off can score. I think by playoff by playoff standards, I think this one could be a shootout. Um, I think you can. I think we might see some more points in the city um, than we've seen the last couple of games, or that we saw the divisional round out of the two AFC games. Yeah. they're kind of oddly looking So I would say that if the Chiefs. They just have so. You still have that kind of thought about Kansas City that, like, when they want to score, they will. Yeah. And like, it's almost like they are disinterested at sometimes, which you're not going to see that in the playoffs from them. I think they'll if if they have it, they'll just come out, you know, go full throttle. But I, this is a Kansas City Buffalo is a very interesting game. I think, like you said, hope, hopefully we see this AFC Championship matchup game. You know, you know, over the next ten years, we see it a lot more. Um, but I think, I think this year, with Kansas City still have, you know, they still have the weapons. They still, have, they still have Travis Kelsey. Um, they still have Tyreek Hill. I, I don't, I don't know where the Bills come up with it, other than. A pass rush, which has been pretty non-existent for Buffalo this year, um, without blitzing. So, and then if you blitz Mahomes, then like you said, you just left, you know, possibly five or six defenders trying to guard all those one on one and next to impossible. For so. sure. Yeah. Um, you are right on the pass rush. Um, I mean, if Bills do lose this game, that's got to be the number one priority because. They're starting. I mean, no, no offense to uh, the Iowa guys, but like AJ Epinenza is playing like a good majority of snaps. I think. I, I, I mean, he's not bad either. I thought he was uh, kind of underrated going to the draft process just because he had a bad combine. But for a playoff team, I think they need like a premier pass rusher. Yeah, and I would agree. I think, and I think that's what Epinenza. I don't. I. I don't. I don't think that's what Epinesa is going to be. I think what AJ Epinesa could be in his career is a really, really good, you know, second best defensive end on the team. Yeah. I think that he, you know, he could be a guy that's going to get, you know, seven, eight, you know, maybe ten sacks a year, but. He'll never be a guy that breaks through and gets 15 or 16. Um, and I think that's what Buffalo's kind of missing on this defense. I think their back end's pretty talented, but they've just kind of been picked on because of that lack of pass rush. I don't know what the Bills linebackers are like. Um, I mean, I know what they have in the secondary. Um, I, but, I mean, do you want to walk down to safety on Kelsey the whole game? Like, you know. Hopefully, you know, when Kelsey's able to be slowed down is when they can put a good linebacker on him and still get some safety help over the top. 
if you have to lock in a safety on Kelsey the whole time, that's just one extra, that's just one extra down that you have Hill able to take the top off. True, they might they might uh, put Tremaine Edmonds on him. He's a athletic linebacker that might yeah, be. He, he probably can't stay with Kelsey, but he'll he'll do a decent job. Yeah, so I think um, I you know I I think Kansas City's probably going to take care of business in this one. I think the, the Bills are very 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 good. Um, they just they're not quite Chiefs quality yet. So. Um, you know, we'll see, but I, I, they, um, I would say rock with the Chiefs on this one. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I, I still don't. It's taken me a whole year, and I still don't know how Kansas City created the roster that they have with all the big name guys and big contracts and stuff. Uh, I mean, there's a playmaker on every level of that offense and defense. Uh, yeah, how they made their team is ridiculous. Uh, Probably, yeah, probably could never be repeated. Yeah, I think that's the thing is that um, Mahomes got, you know, he extension, but I think a lot of people don't realize that he's actually not being paid that yet. Mm-hmm. So they're still able to, you know, do a little bit of their roster moves because they do still have Mahomes on rookie deal where, you know, what his cap hit is this year, but it's like he's not – He's not being paid that forty-five million dollars yet. Yeah. So when the, when he is being paid that, I think there's going to be a lot more questions about you know can, how Kansas City is able to build their roster. But as of right now, they're able to do some of what they're as Mahomes is still technically cheap. That is true. Um, that is true. So I think uh, I think we'll I think Kansas City's going to have a lot. They're going to have a lot to do over the next couple of years and they're going to be a team that I think will never be able to afford to create draft picks because they'll need all of them mm-hmm. because they're going to have to cycle cycle through younger guys and just hope Mahomes can make them good which I think he obviously has definitely has the ability to do so um <laughs> excuse me um but yeah I think um I think with Kansas City that, that they're going to always have to they're going to have to hit every draft that they can't, you know, in the second, third, fourth round when they're drafting more skill position players for him, they can't miss. Yeah, and plus um, what a lot of uh, teams that do, I mean, Patriots hit for a while uh, is get those uh, lower contract veterans that are just trying to win. Because, I mean, Kansas City for the next 10 years is going to be a winning destination. So getting guys like last year they got, um, wh- who was it, Terrell Suggs? Yeah, yeah, he came for the playoffs. Basically. Yeah, and uh, LaShawn, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, I mean, veterans like that is also going to help uh, build the team and uh, keep it cheap. But yeah. I mean, they're doing the same thing, same thing with Le'Veon Bell this year. Yeah, true that. True. Um, so, yeah, that is our conference championship weekend. Uh, one more thing I uh, have to talk about before uh, – we end the episode. Uh, you're picking Packers and Chiefs. Since Twink isn't on to on the podcast to uh, talk about conspiracy theories, uh, do you think State Farm has bought off the NFL? Um, it's possible. Um, you know, maybe State Farm's given so much money that they were that we were just destined for a, a Packers Chiefs Super Bowl. 
um, you know, them getting both getting the one seed, you know, having only Vada this year, um, you know, I think it's uh, it's not something to shy away from. If that does happen, uh, Rodgers versus Mahomes, I feel like it actually might be sad if, like, Mahomes, like, beats Rodgers and then, like, I don't know. Is that, like, a passing of the torch? Like, yeah, you you are, like, because he probably is the face of the the league right now, but I I still think of it, like, Rodgers is one of the most talented guys I've ever seen play. I, I, yeah, I think, in my opinion, which I mean, take for what it's worth. Um, I think I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback ever. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Brady Brady has the intangibles that Rodgers doesn't have, or doesn't quite have up to his level, I should say. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that you could ever argue Tom Brady's arm was better than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers makes some throws that just make you go, "Oh my god." Um, so I, I think, uh, you know, I mean, it could be kind of a passing of the torch, I guess, but you know, like I'd say, you know, Rogers has never really been kind of the face of the league. Um, and I think Mahomes are Mahomes, you know, Patrick Mahomes is the NFL, you know, he's kind of, he's the market, he's the marketing, he's the, you know, he's the one that they're going to just be pumping into, you know, he's going to be in all the commercials, you know, kind of like Peyton Manning was. Yeah. You know, everywhere you look, you're going to see Mahomes. All the kids want to be Mahomes. You know, he's he's young, he's cool. So, I think uh, I think he's 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 definitely the guy for the next ten years. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, well, that'll do it for the episode. Uh, Bro, do you have anything to add while uh, we have you on here? Um, you got any yeah, you got any bets for me? I need to keep my eye on this weekend. Uh. I don't think so. I, I might not even touch these games. Like, I'm so uncertain about it. Like, Aaron Rodgers is playing amazing, but also it's Tom Brady in the in the playoffs. Is Patrick Mahomes going to play? Uh, what Josh Allen is going to show up? I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm touching any of the games. Um, I feel pretty good about... Um, the Packers. Packers are sitting minus three and a half right now. I'm, I'd probably, I'd, pro- I'd probably lay the points to take that. Um, I think I, I feel good about that one. Um, the, the Bills and the Chiefs is at three right now, which um, is probably a pretty fair line. I've heard supposedly what the pros are saying is that that'll basically swing back six points and be if Mahomes doesn't play and would be a three point favorite Bills. Which I think both sides is if Mahomes plays, you can probably cover the three. If Mahomes doesn't play, the Bills can probably cover the three. Um, I think one bet that I'm that I'm already in on for sure is um, I did a little tease fraction, um, and I moved the moved the Bills up to plus nine, and I moved the um, Packers Bucks over down to 45 or 46 and I feel pretty good about that one because I think the Bills will keep it close and I think that the Packers and Bucks can score some points Sunday um, the only other one I want to specifically call out is one that I've been kind of riding it down the stretch here um, after I heard about it midseason is the 
the Stefan Diggs receptions prop. And I'm not 100% sure, but in the, counting the regular season and the two playoff games, the over on receptions per game is either 16-2 and two or 17-1. and one. Wow. And he is getting receptions every single game. And right now, that it's 7.5, and, and the over it actually has a little bit of plus odds. So I will definitely be playing that again because the Bills are going to – Diggs can get open against the Chiefs secondary, and Josh Allen knows who to look for. I think Diggs could get ten or twelve catches this game, even if they lose. Um, so I would, I would be playing that Stephon Diggs over seven. That's probably yeah. Plus, uh, in their playoff game, it did not look like they wanted to run the ball at all. So that is a good, uh, good uh, advice there. Yeah, I think I think Buffalo at this point they pretty well know that running the ball is going to happen. There's no need to try to start doing it in the, uh, in the AFC Championship game. So I think the Bills are going to be throwing the ball, and you know, you know he's going to be throwing it just on digs. So. True. All right. Well, thank you for. Th- I might actually have to uh, take some of your advice. Um, I mean, the, the words coming out of your mouth just make it seem smart. So it's very enticing to not place money on it. True that. I I would agree with you uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, Brody, thank you for coming on. Uh, we'll definitely have to have that big brain on um, probably next week if uh, you're available. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll, let's talk some Super Bowl. Hell yeah. All right. Well, this is Jacob and Brody signing off. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, see you next time.